Hey guys, welcome back to Telepathy, episode 17. We are officially dancing queens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Our podcast is a dancing queen. Every episode we unlock a new title. And this Next week we are episode, queens. our podcast will be an adult. And we can drink in every country like but the US. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome back. This is our first audio episode since the iconic Barbenheimer episode, which if you haven't watched that yet, I recommend you go watch because it's our, our first our audio episode since the video episode. Why do we have to make everything a milestone? <laughs> it's like, guys, guess what? We are recording an no, episode. like me on the last day of school, I'm like, this is the last time my foot will step on this specific stair <laughs> in this specific. Why did I laugh like that? Something. I was like, <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyways, anyways, um, so camp question icebreakers. If you are new here, this is a tradition that we do here on telepathy, um, to keep the summer camp vibes. So and if and be sure to you can respond like with your own response to the camp question in the like little on Spotify. There's like a little Q and A sticker that you can it's go called to. something new every week i'm like the little q a <laughs> box the poll thingy yeah. the, but you like i hope you know what we're talking about mm-hmm. or you can answer it in the youtube comments if you're listening on youtube or on instagram or tiktok at the telepathy pod yeah Anyways. okay <laughs> anyway sorry we had to like we have to say those things i'm sorry um actually we don't we're not like buying a tinny contract <laughs> camp question <laughs> so it is my turn to come up with it and Okay, name, age, and favorite candy slash chocolate. Ooh, okay. Um, my name is Anna. Also, my YouTube channel is Anna Catherine if you want to go subscribe. My age is 20, and my favorite candy – this is hard. So I'm more of a candy person than a chocolate person. I like both, but I'm more of like a fruity candy person. Um, I think my consistent favorite is Skittles. It just never gets Ooh. old. Um, but, like, also Twizzlers. I love Twizzlers. The, my only issue with Twizzlers are, is that they're the same flavor. Like, like if you buy a yeah. bag of Twizzlers, they're all the same flavor. And sometimes that can get a little bit boring. And they have, like, the licorice one, which, like, I hate licorice. I, I love licorice, but okay. I, I only ever get the strawberry ones. I feel like you're doing a lot of hot takes right now. Yeah. Like, I've never like, heard anyone I'm say like, Skittles. Really? It's valid, though. But, like. You've never heard? I don't think I've heard anybody huh. say Skittles. Like, yeah. I think it's. Well, it's not my favorite, but, like, it's valid, but, like, I just, like, haven't heard that before. Wow. Interesting. A new milestone. Oh, my gosh. First person <laughs> to answer Skittles. <laughs> first first word we've, first time we've ever used the word Skittle is on the Telepathy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Your turn. Okay. Hi, I'm Enzo, and then I guess we're, like, just doing YouTube channels now, so my YouTube channel is Enzo Antonio, and then I am 16, and my favorite candy is trolleys, and then my favorite chocolate <laughs> is... Reese's or Snickers why are you laughing laughing because so last week we were at the movie theater (laughs) this is like so funny so last week we were like watching Oppenheimer and Barbie and and so got these like octopi trolleys Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that they made that oh wait this is so funny this is so funny (laughs) so I thought that Enzo had pulled out like a giant conglomeration of Wait, what was the word you just used? Conglomeration. <laughs> That's the first. Okay, there's a lot of firsts today because I've never heard that. 
I thought it was like a giant conglomeration of gummy worms that had like melted together, and they, I thought that you had just found them like in the yeah. bag. And Did you think them that out. was why I was making so, the yeah. Ursula so for unfortunate souls? Yeah, so you were pretending it was Ursula going like poor unfortunate souls, and then and then like I looked into your bag and I saw more of them melted together, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's another glob. <laughs> I turned it around and I go, Anna. <laughs> The theme is octopus. <laughs> they're they're, they're octopus trolley gummies. octopi. Um, I already feel like this is intro. This intro is being too long, yeah, but but it's funny. Okay, um, the inner assistant director in me is like, let's let's get a move <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> song of the that's not called song of the day. Music slash TV shout out. By the way, we do have a playlist where we're adding all of our music shout outs. It's called the Telepathy Podcast. Wait. The telepathy playlist, question mark. Um, but you can find it in the link in our bio because I'm going to make a little link for it um, okay. on Instagram. Oh, also, we have so many notes for today's episode. Like, that was just me. I had to say that so you, like, didn't click off so you stayed. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, there's this thing that I do near the end of July slash early August. I think it's ever since Folklore came out where I just, like, suddenly – I'm in this like nostalgic like Ooh. late summer early fall era where I like so today I made this playlist called like late summer albums or something and it has folklore solar power by lord sling by claro um shore by fleet foxes and then blur's new album and they're all just like so they just are like they just make me sad for like school coming so I don't know why I like do that to myself I love solar power like Solar Power is, like, one of the best albums ever created. It's really good. And I get why people don't like it as opposed to her original stuff, but I like it better than her original stuff. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely, like, see, like, the Jack Antonoffification of it, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing, because, like, Jack Antonoff is, like, crazy yeah. talented and makes well, really good that's stuff. That's the thing is, like, three out of the five albums on this playlist are produced by Jack Antonoff in that oh, era where yeah. he was just doing that that thing you know um, yeah they were like acoustic songs yeah so which is, like they were really good yeah so my song of the day today is seven by taylor swift that's like my favorite from folklore and it's just like the perfect end of july song and i was i made sweet tea and i drank it outside for my annual sweet tea in the summer where i sit and listen to seven sweet and drink sweet tea <laughs> it's a tradition okay i think i have a tv shout out i don't think i have because my music shout out kind of stays the same. Like I'm still listening to that same playlist. Yeah. Maybe I could shout another song out from that. Um, but I also did watch this movie called Climax. Actually, I have like 10 more minutes mm-hmm. of it. But it's a whodunit movie. And because I have 10 minutes left, I don't know who did it. So I feel <laughs> kind of like weird. Like, But like, okay, it's, I, it's called Climax. And like it's an A24 movie. And mm-hmm. like there was a lot of pacing things with it. Like I know... Like, I don't think everything has to follow the story structure and, like, the pacing stuff to a T. But, like, this movie definitely, like, broke pacing rules, I feel like, because the inciting incident happened, like, 50 minutes in. And it's an hour and a half movie. Mm. So, but, like, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that, like, like I thought it was really good. But, like, yeah. they had this whole, like, dance number in it. And it was just, like, really visually pleasing. And I've never heard of that, but it sounds really good. I'm going to add it to my list. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, like, mostly in French. Oh. Okay, wait. The song is from 1940, but <laughs> um, as time goes by, it's in the Casablanca movie. Casablanca. Uh-huh. Um, 
and I like it and I'm shouting it out. I just had to do like one song to put in the playlist. Yeah. Okay. Week recaps. Me and my brother Kirk went to the Dominic Fike concert last Sunday and it was really good. Um, and then I just like have been working. We went, oh, we went to the pool on Tuesday with oh, you yeah. and Carolina. Um, and then today I didn't have any work or anything. So I was just like relaxing and it was nice to have a day off. So, yeah. Yeah. I've also been working a lot and then I've been like editing a lot too and just doing a lot of social media things, mm-hmm. content creation things. <laughs> and then I've been laying out in the sun a lot. And then today I actually did like a beach day trip and it's like a nationwide organization, nonprofit thing. So I'll shout them out because they're really cool. So it's called Life Rolls On. And essentially it's like helping people with disabilities surf and then also skateboard, which like, can we talk about life rolls on like wave rolls, like how waves roll and Mm -hmm. then also like skateboard, like wheels roll. Mm. So it's like such a good combination for the name. But um, we went there today and like, it was just so good. And like, there was like 500 people there but it was really like efficient i can't believe how many people were there i, I know, know and everyone got big. to surf and it was just really like did really you, wholesome did you surf and, at all no i was just like helping like steer the boards and stuff and then also just like making sure that because also the water was like rough today oh and you just don't want people to fall off and stuff yeah i'm glad it wasn't like raining or anything yeah and we also like have to make sure the board doesn't hit anyone because like surfboards are not yeah like very like <laughs> they're a weapon big objects but yeah that was a lot of fun and like if you can find an event from that nonprofit organization um I would definitely recommend it because it was just like I don't know it was just such a nice lovely experience and like Mm -hmm. my face literally hurt from smiling because it was just so like (laughs) that's good oh it was just everything parasocial relations (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's just get right into the topic um and we're also going to try not to expose ourselves today right (laughs) oh wait I don't know just you know you've been a Nicki Minaj fan since you were like three. <laughs> oh, oh oh okay no I see what I'm mean. I was saying... like wait what secrets do we have wait what are we exposing <laughs> but no yeah I mean so I guess judging. like let's just talk about the definition of it do you want to like read the definition that you found yeah so yeah so we, we wanted to talk about this topic because it's just interesting and like I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like, it's a very like relevant topic. Yeah, it's a relevant topic. And it's also just like, very thought provoking, because it's like, how far can this go? Right? Because it's not like one clear answer of like, yeah, is this bad? It's just right. there's a lot. It's of, like a, a philosophical of... debate. Right. Okay, so what is a parasocial relationship? So parasocial, par- I can't even say that word parasocial relationships are one-sided relationships where one person extends emotional energy interest in time and the other party is completely unaware of the other's existence so I kind of wanted to do some more research about this and like find out like when this originated because I was like this must be a pretty new thing because you know in like the 1800s they couldn't yeah you couldn't well it's funny because I was having uh, me and my mom watched Pride and Prejudice last night and I've never seen that movie but it like takes place in the 1800s and I was just like thinking a lot like I just can't believe life used to be like that yeah and before like the life before the internet is just so weird so like did it actually even like was there life before like the what internet? did you do like how did you entertain yourself I don't know so this website that I found says that the term parasocial was 
invented around like the 1950s and it was when tvs were introduced into the home and so people would like watch movies or shows or whatever on their tv and like start to idolize the actors and singers or whatever and now it's like gotten way worse because with the internet you basically have access to like any like picture video interview performance tv show movie that a person has been in so like it's just it's like becoming like easier to become obsessed with somebody like yeah. i know that sounds weird but like <laughs> in a way you know like if you find a song that you really like you within can... 5 minutes you can find an interview you can find a music yeah. video you can find their instagram their twitter like you can yeah for me it yeah. starts with like looking up the lyrics on like genius lyrics yes. and then being like this is genius this is so genius <laughs> and then like following them on instagram and then i just go down the whole like i'm very guilty of this mm-hmm. to the point where it's like unhealthy unhealthy but no um, like i'm guilty of this too like yeah again i'm not gonna like i'm trying we're not, not to, here like, to expose, expose ourselves myself. like no, literally, I this... am a huge barb, like, to the <laughs> point where, like, I don't know what crying. to say. I'm just staring at Nicki Minaj on my wall. <laughs> She's right there. Oh, my God. And Liz are right above and, like, yeah. Lana right and next And I'm looking at, like, your Billie Eilish um, vinyls. Yeah. I know. Like, and literally, like, right poster. in front of me, I can see Lana, Nicki, and Lizzo. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and, like on my computer, I have, I have my... Declan McKenna stickers I have my inhaler sticker Taylor Swift yeah so like the big question that we're asking today I'm saying this so officially like the big question the big question that we're asking today is can you actually be close to this celebrity like yeah you can't because then they're not really a celebrity to you anymore they're a friend like how we're friends with yeah. Declan McKenna. <laughs> no, literally, like we met no, Declan McKenna. And we're friends. No, okay, we're not exposing ourselves. Okay, um, <laughs> literally, last episode we're like our friend Declan McKenna. After yeah, taking no, it's, one it's picture just with a him. joke that we do because okay. like we were a few weeks ago we were saying something bad about Declan McKenna and we were like not to talk about our friend behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are only talking about how we didn't like one instrument in his song. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're talking about you, Barry Sachs. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, baritone saxophone. Yeah. Like Barry. I'm just, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Why are you like? We're like talking about everything but the episode. Yeah. But like, okay. I mm. also feel like this is a thing where like one day we decided that a celebrity had to be relatable. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like a celebrity is the last person that I relate to, you know? Yeah. But it was like, it became this thing where like celebrities feel obligated to have their fans relate to them but it's like yeah, your net true. worth is a hundred million dollars wait like how do you know what i mean yeah that's so true and i think also we see this like okay this is like kind of talking about something else but i kind of want to talk about this real quick yeah like by the way we have a few like different cat or like different sections that we're gonna go through but this we is have a lot of things to get intro. into like for that long intro like mm-hmm. oh okay so I feel like there's a forced relatability. Like, it's not necessarily, like, I guess it is, like, performative authenticity, but also, like, performative relatability. I feel like that's more with, like, I feel like there's different types of celebrities. So, like, I feel like that happens more with, like, influencers or, like, Kim Kardashian type celebrities where it's, like, not not as much, like, singers or 
But I do feel like, like you'll see at the Met Gala, a celebrity will post their like professionally taken pictures by the paparazzi or like the photographers Mm -hmm. there and it'll get a lot of likes. But then I feel like the ones that get the most likes are the like selfie or something that somebody took in the bathroom with another famous celebrity because it's this idea that like, wow. Are you talking about the Billie Eilish? Was that Billie Eilish? I I feel like that was taken on a camera or something. I don't know. No, that picture is cool. Like Emma, Billie, like Winnie Harlow, like Kendall Jenner. So like, See, but I'm guilty of this because I think I'm like, wow, that's so cool. But it's yeah. like, it's weird to see celebrities taking pictures on an iPhone, you know, because yeah. we have iPhones too. And it's like, right. I don't know. And like, I guess to a point, like you can, anybody can be relatable because we're all just humans. So like, even though they have all this money and success, like their lifestyle is very different, but like the little moments are mm-hmm. can be relatable. Like, like being in the bathroom with, a group of friends yeah you know and like that is like iconic but I think also sometimes the way it's perceived can be a problem when people are like oh my god you're so real or something yeah but it's like you're just literally peeing at living the Met Gala. yeah you're literally <laughs> yeah you're literally just living no okay the Met Gala bathroom is not that was not the example that like I don't really have a specific example in mind but like I feel like this is something that people will understand I'm like yeah I know you mean yeah yeah Exactly, because I I don't because I know what you mean, and I still mm-hmm. can't think of an example. So the first chapter of our discussion—I <laughs> don't know why I said it like that. The first no, section of our discussion today is like, are parasocial relationships bad? When can they be healthy, and like, when are they just like unhealthy? And so, this this iconic bullet point is: you're a fan of celebrity. Or sorry, <laughs> let me restart the iconic bullet point. You're a fan of a celebrity, but to what extent? Yeah, like like how much energy is healthy to pour into being a fan of somebody, you know? Like mm-hmm. also money. Like past a certain point, like it becomes like almost embarrassing that you've spent that much of your hard-earned money on this. Like I'm guilty. I'm, I'm, no, like, yeah, I'm guilty. We're both guilty of, like, spending tons of money on, like, concert tickets. And I, I, like, almost always get a shirt when I go to a concert. I'm looking at the Portals sign CD. I restrain myself from getting a record player because I know that if I do, like, I'm just saying goodbye to my money. Like, bye. Oh, yeah. I sold my, I sold my soul a long time ago to record players. Like, cause, yeah, I just don't think that's a good idea for me. (laughs) Um, but, like, even us, I think, like, I think your amount of records is normal. But, like, there's some people who could have, say, if you're a Taylor Swift, a super big Taylor Swift fan, and you have every single Taylor Swift vinyl in every print, like, every color pressing. pressing yeah. <laughs> See, I don't have a record player. Every color pressing, all of her shirts, like, whenever she announces a new batch of merch, you buy all of it. Like, there's somebody out there. Yeah, and, like, being a collector isn't a bad thing, but I think that, like, it can get unhealthy very easily. Yeah. Also, this is something funny. Um, my friend Lily. Hi, Lily, if you're listening. Hi, Cora. <laughs> um, she was on our podcast a few months ago, but she sent me this, like, um, store that she went into yesterday um, on her vacation, and they had, like, a bunch of Taylor Swift finals, and the Reputation final, she said, was $70. 
and it was just a oh normal reputation God. vinyl. So I was like, what is, can you just buy like a $20 one online? I feel like it's becoming more exclusive or whatever the reputation one. And it might yeah. be like the picture disc or whatever. But see, that's how it's like, I'm not saying with Taylor Swift, like I'm just saying like in general, I think that celebrities definitely know what they're doing sometimes with their fans. Like, yeah, they know that if they make 17 different pressings for a vinyl, like somebody's going to buy it. Yeah. But I think like at what point, especially with like, or specifically for musicians, yeah. at what point does it become that you enjoy somebody for their art and their music? Like at what point does it become to where you enjoy somebody because of their personal life, yeah. because of their looks, because of their like attendance at a red carpet or like award show? Now I feel like with merch and all that, it's an even, it's almost like you feel like you have to Sh- prove and show that you're a fan you can't just be a fan you have to have the material yeah. things to prove it and like I'm guilty of this too and I, it's more just that like I want people to know like what I'm a fan of so I like put stickers on my computer or whatever or, like wear shirts but like when did it get to the point where you have to like show that you're a fan instead of just be a fan and now the super big like stands are like and I'm Yes, I'm using that word in like an, an unironic way. No, it like like it's very correct. In this the situation. the stands are like getting to the point where they're like you don't even deserve to be at this concert because you don't know all the words to every song. Concert also, culture. Yeah, we'll, we'll get talk into about this. that in a second. But like, um, I was online the other day and I saw that there's this like so inhaler had this like special pressing of a vinyl that was like a heart shaped vinyl. Mm-hmm. And it just came, like, of their album that literally came out this year, which you listened to. I did. I loved it. <laughs> um, and it's, there, somebody's selling it on eBay for $1,000. And they're not oh even, like, God. they're just, like, they haven't even, like, hit their peak fame yet. Like, they're still considered to be, like, slightly, I hate saying underground, but, like, not everybody knows them. And, like, why, or so then why is their vinyl going for $1,000? Because, like... Even if somebody has a smaller amount of fans within that amount of fans or within that group of fans, there's going to be diehard fans. But it's like, yeah. what are you diehard of? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you a fan of? Because yeah. we've seen this so many times where like fan bases will like be pissed if their favorite artist like doesn't show up to an award show. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm going to be honest, like Met Gala night, I was... Mm-hmm. I had Nikki met on Twitter, like just refreshing, just to see, like, yeah, if she was gonna come. But yeah. like, I do that. People too. <laughs> have gone crazy, being like, "Oh my god!" Like this person's not showing up, and I'm like, "How did it start off with you listening to the music and being like, wow, this is good'? To being like, why are you not at the Met Gala?'" Yeah, and like spending all of your thoughts on like, what is is this person gonna show up? Yeah, and like they. Again, back to the original definition, like, they have no idea who you are. Right. Also, like, is it worth it to spend all of your time critiquing your favorite celebrity? Like, like, to what point can't you just, like, enjoy whatever they're doing instead of being, like, I don't know. I don't have a good example. But, like, going back to, like, Taylor Swift, like, her, the way she performed this at her era's tour, like, didn't match up with what I wanted I think that for some reason a lot of fans think that because they support their favorite artists so much and they're pouring all this time energy and money into them Mm -hmm. they think that that entitles them or like allows them 
to critique them or be critical mm-hmm. of them because just because in 2019 Taylor Swift released a documentary and was like being vulnerable and talked about body image issues as a fan, like that doesn't give you the right to be like talking about her body. Like whether that's even like, even if it's in a, like, I guess like in a positive manner, like it's not, I don't know what I'm saying, but. No, no, I, yeah. And, and like, we don't have to get super deep into this. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to touch on it, but like her music video where people like basically made her change the scene because of what it said. And it's like, like they, you don't have control over what the artist puts out. Mm -hmm. You can either choose to be a fan of it or not, but you, it shouldn't get to the point where you're bullying them out of a artistic decision that they made because then it's not their art anymore you've influenced it no yeah the snow on the beach featuring lana del rey i which i totally oh my god i'm here i fully support i fully support the more lana version but like it is it's funny how we convinced her enough to the point where she released the more lana version yeah like that's just crazy to me yeah which I'm, I'm oh, fully going to stream the Lana version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just something to think about. It is something to think about. Also, I don't want to make this whole episode about Taylor Swift, but because we'll move on. But I just had a few points because, like, so there was this TikTok that I saw once. Um, I love how I bring up a TikTok in every episode when I keep saying I don't have TikToks. Anna doesn't have TikTok. Guys. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Um, so there's this TikTok of like these girls and it's like when you hear Taylor Swift playing in public and they're like shaking and crying and having a full on like brain <laughs> aneurysm and they're like sobbing and like falling on the floor at this restaurant and I'm like like she's, she's like number the, two in the world like on the number, Yeah, she's like the, like, <laughs> like why are you freaking out? You should expect to hear at least one Taylor Swift song if you go out in public. But I also feel like I can't laugh. Broke people should never laugh. Sorry. Um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> because I remember like, in tw- okay, this is 2018. So it was during the Nikki hate train. So like, I think I had a reason to feel this way. But like, I was just like walking down the street and I could just tell by like the bass of a song. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a Nikki song. And, yeah. then, they, and then they rolled up and then I heard it and I was like, it's a Nikki song. And I was just like freaking out. Yeah. One because like the radio just like black balls Nicki Minaj. It's like it's so bad. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's one thing. But no, like when I hear Nicki Minaj's song in public, like I freak out. Yeah. And like she's like the most successful like female rapper. So yeah. like, I feel like that's like different though because I don't know. So yeah, you're right. Like the I don't hear her that much in public. Yeah. So I would be. like on the floor on the floor because taylor swift is playing on the radio like Like, sobbing and it was just like anti-hero like right when (laughs) midnights came out um disclaimer disclaimer to all the like swifties and like harry styles fans like we're not making fun of you i mean like maybe we are but like i i am a swifty and i love taylor swift i'm just like we're just talking about para- parasocial it's relationship. It's a conversation that because this is did not happen in this did not happen in the eighteen hundreds. So something needs to be talked about. Um, <laughs> so what was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say I feel the same way because so in twenty eighteen I was like in my Charlie Puth era. <laughs> I could go through all of my parasocial eras. There's been at least one a year. This year it's been three, but oh, 
I was just, you know, it's like a coping mechanism. Three for 2023. (laughs) It was like a coping mechanism for, like, the school year. Oh, Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Go on. Um, The year's not over yet. So, I was in, like, my Charlie Puth era in 2018. (laughs) To the point where I don't, like, like him anymore. I don't like him anymore. Really. Um, But. (laughs) You don't listen to him anymore. Yeah, I don't listen to him anymore. (laughs) I voice of notes was a good album though but like i um i would be in public and i'd hear yeah like the bass line of a song and i'd like i'd be like so happy <laughs> but yeah that's it um the current state of concert culture so nicole raffi our favorite youtuber has a really good video on yes. this um shout out to her and shout out nicole raffi yeah, she's shout just like, iconic. Like we we just like wait. <laughs> she doesn't know who we are. <laughs> wait, she does. She does. Wait, she, she actually does know who okay, we are. Okay, that actually might be an exception. She's DM'd she, both of us. Yeah, we've gotten responses from her and she also participated in one of my YouTube videos in twenty twenty. Yeah, but we still are acting like fans. Like we I did just catch myself having like a parasocial moment. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um, but anyways, she has a really good video about this, um, about concert culture and how it's changed since COVID started. And like, okay, so Harry Styles, he just finished a tour that was two years long. Isn't that honestly, crazy? Round of applause, like that is impressive. Yeah, honestly, I would have like given up. You know, I don't. I actually seriously don't know how people go on tour because. I couldn't do, like, one show without being like, okay, I'm done. No, because it's, like, a commitment where it's, like, you have to commit to all these dates and say that, like, you get sick or you just really don't want to do it one day. I would feel terrible canceling because it's all these all these parasocials that, which me included, have, like, been looking forward to and it would, like, be devastating. Like, I would be devastated if a concert got canceled. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, round of applause to them. Anyways um harry styles fans like they and and taylor swift fans i'm not gonna lie are like the two types of people that are constantly posting stuff on their story about like everything this person does and but there's so many of them that like most of the time you're just posting it to other fans that have already seen like if i just don't really post taylor swift stuff on my story because if i post like her new album announcement it's like everybody knows like did you guys know that speak not taylor's version came out today like yeah yeah we all were up at midnight listening to it. yeah <laughs> but like i feel like harry styles fans are the worst and sorry <laughs> and like i don't want to be mean wait this is like getting controversial yeah just like like disclaimer i don't want to be okay, mean i feel like everybody can acknowledge it though because i oh my god some twitter barbs like yeah like oh my yeah. god yeah <laughs> everybody can acknowledge the own fault in their fandom no because barbs can like drag people like it is so bad yeah what's what's that Go thing like Nikki t- uh, is gonna cost you. <laughs> I'm like, i keep exposing myself <laughs> i'm like okay you Can't keep look- like quoting all these Nicki minaj things yeah literally so like harry styles fans made me for- forget that i actually like harry styles music <laughs> like no like i actually like well, okay, I don't, I'm not, like, a Harry Styles, like, listener, like, consistent. Yeah, same. But, like... I'm, like, oh, wait, I actually really like his 
Like music. I like Fine Line. I was like obsessed with. Yeah, like, I was not obsessed with, but like I really like his. Really good. I love his first album, Fine Line. I also love his new one. I don't love as much, but like it's because I faded away. I don't know. I just like forgot that I liked him. There's something about like the new concert culture where like everybody. I think it's with social media where everybody feels the need to get barricade, mm. and like we are fully we showed up to Declan McKenna five hours before yeah, the door opened. we are open. fully guilty of this we were playing like bs the card game in line like that yeah. says something i feel like and that and that was my second concert i've waited five hours for in the span of two months this year um and like i like i know i know it's fun to like be at the front and like so that you can be as close as you can to this person it can be unhealthy like it, ha- it like we've seen ways it's been unhealthy like do you remember when that fan like literally almost choked Billie Eilish, yeah, and like stole her ring too, yeah. Like, do you think this person is like ha- happy that you did that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you may have gotten your two seconds of like, oh my gosh, I got to quote unquote hug Billie Eilish, and I'm putting hug in quotes because like wrapping your arm around somebody's neck and pulling tightly is not a hug. Yeah. No. And like, I honestly feel like honestly, I feel like maybe the boundaries have gotten better nowadays. Did somebody throw a phone at BB Rexa? Did you see that? She got like stitches. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah, at her show, somebody threw their phone at her and she like got had to get stitches and like stop the mm-hmm. show. So I think it's getting worse. I don't know though. So like I feel like back in like the 70s, 80s and 90s, if you think about that, like that was when like people were doing like there were there wasn't really a a barricade I feel like back then and it was more like concerts were a newer thing so like yeah there weren't as many boundaries as I feel like people respect people's boundaries more there's always a few crazy people that do stuff but like I feel like back then when there were like mosh there are still mosh pits but like back then when it was very like mosh pity and like I I kind of feel like the fans are the same but maybe there's more like measures in place like yeah there was less like policy you're right yeah I don't know no that makes sense but like I feel like nowadays with social media it's especially more important for people to like get as close as possible and like partly for the video and to show like how close you were and partly just because you're like obsessed with the person on stage or whatever um but like and I, I love being as close as possible and I haven't had one when I'm I haven't had a concert yet where I'm like right at front on the barricade and I would love to, but like, so, okay. So I went to the Fleet Foxes concert like a month ago and that was the first concert in a while where I like didn't try to get super close and just kind of like decided to have a chill Mm -hmm. vibe instead. And me and my friend sat on like a picnic blanket in the lawn, even though that was actually the first concert where I had the opportunity to get barricade. Because oh, we really? walked in and it was right open. So I could we could have walked right up. But we just wanted to sit on the lawn instead. And obviously, like, Fleet Fox is, m- is more of the vibe where you want to sit on the lawn. But also, the majority of their audience is, like, 30 to 40-year-olds <sighs> and, like, dads. And yeah. with a few, like, kids were there, too. Like, five-year-olds were there. So it's obviously a very different experience than, like, say, a Harry Styles concert. Mm-hmm. But, like... I honestly enjoy having the laid back concert vibe where you're not focusing all of your energy on like if the person looks at you or like, yeah, you know, you can like enjoy the music instead. Can I tell the Lizzo story time? Yeah. 
Okay, so Lizzo was the first time that I ever got a general admission ticket to like an arena show. So I was like dying. Mm-hmm. Ow. I was like, get my arm against the thing. But um, so I go in there and we're like second. Like there's like, because the way the stage was, there was like it extended and there was like kind of like a circle. Mm-hmm. So we were like kind of on the left side and like we were like not right at the barricade, but like literally like one person behind mm-hmm. the the actual like railing the actual barricade um and this couple came like 30 minutes after us mm-hmm. and slowly like she so one of the girls was like oh like i need to go ask my friend something up there right and then she scooted past lo and behold there was no there was friend. no friend <laughs> she got to the barricade and then um brought her girlfriend over and then that was also like getting another person through Mm -hmm. and like you know it was general admission so everyone was like close together it's like fitting squeezing another person there is not right the easiest thing and like if you're gonna do that like that's one thing but they kept going back and forth between the bathroom and then trying to come back to where they were standing oh my gosh and i'm like if you're gonna like cheat all of these people who were like got there earlier than you you know and like i wasn't gonna throw a fit because you know i like, just even being in that area near Liz, that was already, like, enough for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, if you're going to, like, cheat all these people out of their, like, spots, you might as well stay there. Right. But she kept going back and forth to get drinks and go to the bathroom. And, like, as soon as um, the show started, she, like, wasn't at her spot. But then, like, Lizzo just came on and she was, like, trying to come by. Mm-hmm. And I – this is what I was trying to be, like, my assertive era kind of. <laughs> I was, like – just looking at Lizzo who just came on, I was just like in awe. And I was like, you know, I'm here to see Lizzo. Like Mm -hmm. I'm already in my spot, you know, I'm not just going to like move out of the way and like make invade another person's personal space. So this person can like get back to their spot. That last, that mindset lasted about two seconds. Cause two seconds later, she shoves me into the person in front of me. And like, I was honestly like shocked. I was like, wait, Oh my God. Like I just got like shoved what was um wait were you done no that was it. oh okay yeah, it was just crazy there huh? was i know that's like ugh, like i oh. i hate when people mm-hmm. are so like it's life or death to be as close as possible because yeah. i like i i care if i've waited that long but i don't care enough to like like shove or like act like violently towards somebody i know but that's also just not my personality and also the weird thing is like when they got to the front it's not like they were like jumping around and having the time of their life like yeah they just recorded the entire time yeah and like (sighs) also the pda was insane (laughs) like i'm sorry but if you're gonna all if we're all gonna be like in the pit like shoved together like there you do not need to be like grabbing your partner's butt like i'm sorry like this pit is not the place to do that and like there was not enough like a lot of room and it was just like yeah i don't know i was just like right like i like um shoot i keep like blanking on what i'm gonna say today um oh i like wish that cell phones just didn't exist because and i'm so guilty of this because i record so much at concerts and and my screen time is awful and i do like watch back on 
like I do watch back on my concert videos it's not like they just go into the void but like I do sometimes wish that like nobody had cell phones and we could all just be in the moment and enjoy a concert because I feel like you get more out of it that way I recorded like two videos at Declan McKenna and it was like amazing yeah I I recorded a lot less videos of that because like that was our second Declan McKenna concert Mm -hmm. so I like tried not to care as much same with Fleet Foxes and those were like it's funny I do have a better concert experience when I don't record as many videos yeah same with like the Dominic Fike concert I went to last week because I'm not like a a huge fan or anything we just went because like we had tickets um and I didn't record too much and I just like felt more in the moment but back to like the parasocial stuff um people are also like the people who camp to get as close as possible to the front which is a Thing that Harry Styles fans do mm-hmm. and like now I feel like that's setting a new precedent for like how people are gonna get here earlier and earlier for even like smaller and smaller artists so like like we're in like overnight territory yeah because like why did I have to wait five hours for an inhale the inhaler concert that was like a venue of like 2,000 people and they don't even play on the radio in America. Like, yeah. What, like, to what point is it going to keep going? You know? Right. Like, are we going to have to be camping for Declan McKenna next time? When it came to our tours, if I want to, like, be at the front, mm-hmm. am I going to have to bring a tent and, like, sleep yeah. there? Now we should talk about the last section we had, which was, like, fan entitlement and critique which we already yeah. kind of got into a little bit i thought like, this was gonna take up like the whole episode but then we like got into concerts and i was like yeah so with the internet like now you can literally know everything about somebody's life and so like back say in like the 80s if maybe like people who are our parents age they could like buy their albums or I'm trying to think of like what else you could do. <laughs> Go to their concerts, watch MTV, but like you don't you you would have to see like what time they're going to be on. Yeah. And it's like just that one video. I think that's so funny like I just can't imagine um like I can't I like have to like watch everything. Yeah. Like I couldn't just watch one music video and then be like, "Oh my gosh." You basically have unlimited access and it just keeps going like like if you want to watch all of this artist's performances or all of their interviews or read all of their song lyrics like you can do that like it's all right in front of you and that's like unhealthy but i mean i'm like it's not bad to like watch interviews like they're made to be watched yeah like they're made so you can see i think the bad part is when you're putting when your life is revolving around it and like you're putting so much energy into watching all of these things when you could be like doing living in your own life it kind of like yeah brings you it kind of I feel like the thing with people having a parasocial relationship is like they want to like it's it's kind of like a root of it's like a form of escapism you know yeah and I totally understand that but like yeah, it's I just it's just crazy to think how how far we've come with the internet. Yeah, should I introduce a really big question? Yeah. So with fan entitlement, do celebrities really owe you anything? Mm. 
Ooh. When I hear that question, I'm like, no. Like, I don't think so. But, but also, I think... That's their... Not their job, but their job, their career is to give stuff to the fans. Isn't that interesting? Right. Yeah. Wait. Or, like, not to give stuff to the fans, but, like, to put art out so people right. will listen to it so it will generate Right, income. right, right. But I think, like, if an artist never releases another album... Well, some artists actually have signed a contract that says they have to release another album. Mm -hmm. But, like, with their fans, they didn't sign a contract that says, like, I'm obligated not to give you this. Like, they don't have yeah, to give it to not, you. Yeah, and they're not obligated to give something that they like. Like, for example, we were talking about Lord earlier. A lot of people didn't like Lord's new album mm -hmm. because it's so different from her first two. And, like, I'm sure some people stopped being fans of her because of that. But, like, she wasn't entitled to give you an album that you liked she was she just wanted to release art that she created yeah and then it's like one video goes viral of her like shushing people at a concert and suddenly everyone's entire perception of yeah her changes like it's i don't know like that just annoys me i'm just like yeah leave her alone like she's like so yeah it's like talented and creative and that is a really interesting question though because like they're not entitled to give you well, like, they're not, but, like, they kind of are because that's their job, but, like, they're not not in that way. Because I think we've been talking about fans a lot this entire episode, but in terms of celebrities, like, once again, they don't have to make another album if they don't want mm -hmm. to. And, like, I think a lot of people know that, but I think it's unfair to then be like, okay, well, I have to make money somehow, so I'm going to make a blah, blah, blah brand and release this product. Yeah. And then expect those same people to be there for you. And then you're like, okay, well, buy all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and then to be like, click the link in my bio and buy all this right. stuff, you know? It's like, yeah. And I never buy, I mean, I, I guess I'm not really a fan of anybody that really does that usually. Like, I don't, nobody that I'm a huge fan of has done that where they release a product, you know? Like, yeah. I'm saying like, I've, I've never had the instance where somebody released like, say, a perfume and I wanted to go buy it so badly because I was a fan of them um but like that is so that's so interesting like I'm a big Billie Eilish fan but like the price of Eilish like I literally like I yeah can't, I just literally cannot and I'm sure the celebrities understand that like not everybody's gonna buy it and but it's yeah also like and it's becoming so saturated now with all the makeup and skincare brands yeah it's kind of weird that's because everyone saw Rihanna and how like yeah she was thriving in that industry and like I feel like that it's been a thing for a while because like Taylor Swift released her enchanted perfume back like 15 mm -hmm. years ago or whatever or whatever that perfume was called um but that is weird how people who start with something like say music then branch out into other things and it's all just kind of to make money usually the fans expect their favorite artists to keep on delivering mm -hmm. but then it's like also the artist it keeps expecting their fans to stream and get their stuff on the charts yeah so it's like so it's it's like okay then at that point is the relationship parasocial here's my question is the relationship parasocial if even though the celebrity doesn't know you the person the person that they don't know is impacting their life I think it's still parasocial, but it's, like, parasocial for each person. Yeah. Like, they don't know that you exist, but you also don't know who they are. Yeah. Wait. Or wait, I don't think I worded that correctly. Like, celebrities don't know who their fans are, but also, like, fans 
don't really know who their favorite celebrity is. Like you may like oh. have watched every interview, but like you oh. don't know them. That's true. Wait, but what I'm saying is like, say you're Nicki Minaj and there's this person called Enzo Antonio. Okay. And you don't know their name and you don't know who they are. But they're streaming your music so much and p- paying you money. Is that parasocial if they if the fan is impacting the celebrity that bigly that that sorry this is hurting my brain you know like you know sorry bigly isn't a word um but you know i also think this is a conversation a relevant conversation because of like doja cat or whatever but i feel like oh right that this is like a whole like i i don't have that many thoughts on that you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i kind of said everything that i feel and how i don't think celebrities don't like celebrities don't owe you anything but also like there's no reason to not show gratitude like I can't see why you wouldn't be Mm -hmm. grateful for that but like then again I think every situation is different and I don't really know who these people are. This is getting like philosophical but to the point where like I have to like write I need to start writing things down. I'm like scared like I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah like what is the earth like what yeah so also back to like what you were saying about thinking they owed things like a lot of taylor swift fans in the past month have think that taylor swift owes them a song on the barbie soundtrack yeah which we talked about in the last episode but like taylor swift fans perception of taylor swift is that she's like perfect and she is just like such a hard worker and doing all these things and then they get mad that she's not on the barbie soundtrack but meanwhile she's releasing speak now taylor's version on a giant tour like probably working on new stuff re-recording stuff and it's like like why does she owe you that but also like why does the barbie soundtrack owe you that you know what i mean like i think also they were getting mad at like barbie and stuff and on the Nicki minaj and i spice post it was like where's selena taylor and ariana and i'm like just because those are your three favorite celebrities doesn't mean that you have to like doesn't mean that you're bringing down to other have people. It. Yeah, yeah. Like man. there's just a common pattern there, and I'm like, like why, why, like, who is paying you to comment on all of these posts and say, yeah. Moral of the story: I think it's okay as long as it's healthy and you're not shitting your pants every time you hear anti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like hard. <laughs> It's a hard knock light. I watched music and TV shadow. I watched Annie, the twenty fourteen oh, one. Oh, I haven't seen that in forever. It's so good. I love that movie. Like, okay, so like one last thing that I want to talk about is like, gosh, I don't even know how to like express what's in my head now. But like, celebrities and people give you like art. Like a lot of the things, a lot of the people. Sorry, I don't, I'm like having trouble with words. Most people that have a parasocial relationship, (laughs) the celebrity that you're being parasocial towards is creating art most of the time. It's most of the time it's art, Mm -hmm. unless it's like Kim Kardashian, which I'm sure she creates art. Or like actors too, but like I don't keep up with actors. We haven't talked about actors. I don't keep up with actors. Um, But because like I don't know any, I mean, I do know people who are like, who like, stan actors but not to the point where it's like sending death threats to other people who like a different actor i think it's 
easier because you stand their character. Yeah. But exactly. that also makes it harder. But like we can't go down that rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah. Okay. That's a whole nother story. Um, that's a story for another time. That's a story for another time. <laughs> and like art connects with you. Art connects with people. And I think that's why it's easier to like become obsessed with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because it's like. Like you know? when you hear something genius, you want to know the genius behind it. Right. Because if it just clicks with you so well, like, right. I don't know. Like, if I see it, like at film camp, if I saw a film that I really liked, I was like really curious about the process of making it or like even in the beginning process of like people in my section, like when they would say their ideas mm-hmm. and I'd hear the idea, I'd be like, okay, I want to like be on your crew for this. Like, I believe in this. Like, yeah. I want to like see, like, I believe in this. Yes. We're, we're still recording. We're almost done. I was talking about like how art connects with people and Caroline is like, come on, let's do a prank. <laughs> um, I don't know what the last thing I would said, but I just remember thinking like, what did you just say after I said yeah. it? Yeah. I'm like not I think real we right both. Now. I think the moral of the story is that we both struggle with parasocial activities. And we also struggle with articulating things. Yeah. I'm more of a type of fan where I'm like, I want to know like every... Sorry, this sounds really bad, but, like, I want to know everything that they've done mm-hmm. and, like, every piece of uh, content that they've produced. But, like, I'm not the type of fan that, like, critiques them to the point – or, like, I'm not the type of Taylor Swift fan that will, like, comment on uh, everything and be like, why did you do this? Yeah, so what I'm saying is that's not love. That's, like – that it's not hate. It's, it's just It's just, like <laughs> – it's it's you're not respecting that person there's yeah like there's a difference between loving them and respecting them to loving them so much that now you're disrespecting them you know yeah this is like a scary concept and there's no like answer yeah there's just like it's just a conversation but but i think we should wrap this up yeah possibly unless we get something else no that was it should we make like the fastest outro because we've been recording for like three hours yeah okay um youtube channel enzo antonio your youtube channel anna catherine Instagram at the Telepathy Pod and become obsessed with us. And yeah, let's start our parasocial. <laughs> I know. Let's start our parasocial relationship. You got yeah. Start your parasocial relationship with Enzo Antonio and Anna Catherine now by clicking Use our subscribe. Fifty percent off your next parasocial relationship. <laughs> yeah. Watch every interview. We love you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, invite us to an interview first. That would be nice. Yeah, we, we are obligated to release another episode next tuesday because that's when we <laughs> release that was kind of good wait that is weird thinking about it from our perspective like no, we're I, I not that obligated. we're a celebrity but like thinking of it and putting yourself in the shoes of if we were except all the pressure comes from myself yeah but no Oops. literally because i okay sorry but like uh, they do put pressure on themselves too i'm sure thanks bye. for listening bye see you next week